Welcome back to the Colorado Springs Business Podcast. My name is Andrew Hasley, and I am the host of the show. Today we have on Flip Awesome Aguilera with Sweat Nation. So can, can you tell us in like a sentence or two what you do? So I am a holistic health coach. I tell people that I'm the person you come to when you want to put the puzzle of your wellness together. Okay, okay, sweet. I can't wait to get into that in this episode. But before we do, I'm going to read the ads that we have. Um, the ads typically, uh, so far lately, actually, have been uh, just my company and promoting the podcast advertising space. And so uh, my company is Vehement Visuals, which we create videos for businesses to really help tell their story and create assets that they can use that build deeper connections with their audience, essentially. So that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> awesome. And then uh, the, the, the next advertisement is advertising the advertising space on the podcast. If you'd like us to read a 15 second to a minute long ad script at the beginning of every episode, similar to like this one you're hearing now, then we can make that happen. Uh, reach out to cosbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, that's all the ads uh, uh, we have for today. I think we got some cool ones in the works though. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm going to roll the intro music and we'll get on into the show. <laughs> Boom. This is a show where we have real conversations with entrepreneurs and business owners who are mostly in Colorado Springs doing things in the community of Colorado Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Sweat Nation, well, why'd you get started with that? <laughs> so Sweat Nation is a company I started in 2010. So this is my 10-year anniversary. Woo! <laughs> so I did uh, start in Miami, Florida, okay. which is where I was born. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, before that, my life was completely the opposite of what it is now. So just to give you a little really? background, in my 20s, I worked for a liquor distributor. It was my 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. So I was around alcohol and good times all yes. day. <laughs> At nighttime, I had a poker company. Okay. Where I would go to bars and restaurants and run a poker league. So Interesting. I was around alcohol and gambling. Have you seen Molly's Game? I, d I have not she, seen Molly's she Game. She blew up on, like, she, she's like an entrepreneur herself. And she, okay. like, ran, like, really uh, expensive, high-class poker games. <laughs> Here in Colorado Springs? Uh, no, she actually is from Colorado, so that's uh, interesting uh, uh, that, you, that you said that. But no, I think it was out in L.A. Okay. And uh, she was, like, doing something, became an assistant, blah, blah, blah. The movie is really inspiring. Okay. So, so the Molly's game. Check that out, all you other entrepreneurs, if you want to. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, I did that for a little bit. And then on the weekends, I used to DJ in South Beach. That's fun. So <laughs> when I tell people that my life was a party for a decade... Yeah, your entire 20s? My entire okay. 12, till my late 20s. Okay, sweet, sweet. And then, you know, I ended up getting divorced in my late 20s, and that was the catalyst that changed mm -hmm. everything that I am today, which is making you, making me the person that uh, is sitting in front of you. For sure. Today. And, like, it, it really uh, made you analyze and your, analyze your life and your decisions. Is that it, Would you say that? Well, you know, I got divorced, and I sold the poker company kind of all around the same time. So I, I, I had all this time. Mm -hmm. I had all this extra time. And, you know, when a lot of people go through something like a separation, what they want to do is go out and party. Yeah. Right? It's like, let's go out. Let's That's go drink. That's what you were doing. And it's like, I can't do that because everybody that we know is there, mm -hmm. and it's not an escape. Mm, nope, not at all. But it was interesting that a friend of mine who was also a DJ, uh, he got into mountain biking. Okay. And I know I lived in Florida, mountain biking in Florida, there's no mountains, how do you do it? Just <laughs> believe me, if you fall on limestone, it sucks just as much as falling on a boulder. For sure. <laughs> because limestone is very sharp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I didn't know that an invitation to go ride bike, because I didn't know I was mountain biking, mm -hmm. was going to be the choice that has led me 
to where I am today. In Colorado Springs. In Colorado Springs. Nice. Right. So there's plenty of mountains to, oh, <laughs> to yeah. bike here. And it's it's some good exercise too. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love it. I still sure. love it. That's one of the main reasons we moved here. I need to get a, a bike myself. I've been wanting to. All right. uh, it's been a while, but now I'm really, really... I've seen some of the trails. I hike on a lot of the trails and I'm like, okay, I got to... Got to do, got to, got to get a bike to the next level. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fun. You know, the the scenery here is amazing. And mm-hmm. You can see more of it when you bike than when you hike. Yeah, <laughs> and you see it in a different way because you're see seeing it, it at different speed. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that choice of mountain biking got me from you know the party scene. I go to this place called Markham Park, which is where they took me. They give me a bike. They give me a helmet. I didn't know. I thought we were just going to go bike around a park and just hang out, like urban ride. Okay. And they take (laughs) me. They're like, we're going to go into these trails. I'm like, okay, what's a trail? But we go. So we go, and finally, after a few minutes, they stop. And I'm like, why did you bring me here? I'm going to fall. I'm going to break something. (laughs) And this is not what I expected at all. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, of course, it's a group of guys, so they start laughing at me, and they're like, well, that was just the warm-up, so and we're going to keep going. You can go back if you want, but we're going to keep going. I was like, that was just the (laughs) warm-up? That was crazy just by itself. But I kept going. Mm -hmm. Long story short, the end of the day comes around. They keep laughing at me because why not? Mm -hmm. I'm here complaining about, why did you bring me here? But on the way home that day, I was like, I can't let these guys do this to me. For sure. I can't let these guys get one up on me. They challenged you, essentially. (laughs) I started going back every day. Mm -hmm. So after that, it took about, just long story short, from that day to a year later, Mm -hmm. I went from complete novice to racing mountain bikes in a year, in about a year. Like uh, sponsored for it and everything? No, not really sponsored, okay. but I was on a team and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we traveled all around the Southeast. Okay. Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Alabama. And so like serious raced. about, about biking. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we were very serious and okay. very fun. Amazing. I'm very happy. I had that experience. In for my sure. Life. But in that journey of that year, around the third month, I had lost about 30 pounds and not that I was even overweight, mm-hmm. but my life before, you know, mm-hmm. alcohol party, you know, looking back, a life of inflammation. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> you know, it was not the same thing as biking every day for 10, 20, 30 miles and, mm-hmm. you know, going to super active mm-hmm. from being not sedentary, but not high intensity. Yeah, like yeah. That. So I lose 30 pounds. I look at myself in the mirror one day and I'm like, I'm way too skinny. I have these legs because yeah. <laughs> I'm biking, but I look like a Tour de France rider. Like my arms are super skinny. My upper mm-hmm. body is very skinny. And I'm like, I don't like looking this way. So I went back to my mom's house because my stepfather, ever since he's been in my life, he's been like a bodybuilder type person. And if Mm -hmm. we go to my mom's garage still today, there's a power rack, a squat rack. So I was like, well, let me go back to where I know I can build some muscle. Yeah. So I end up hanging out at my mom's house more. And uh, a few weeks, months after that, I'm starting to gain some weight Mm -hmm. again. I'm looking phenomenal. But, you know, I was in my late 20s at that time. And what does a guy in their late 20s want to work out? They want to work out those vanity muscles. Oh, for sure. Chest, abs, (laughs) biceps, triceps. There's no thought to how the body actually works. So with that being said, eventually what ended up happening, which started to affect my racing of the mountain bike, was I could not lift my right shoulder anymore because the pain was waking me up at night. I could. What kind of pain? Like It was like a sharp stabbing pain in my shoulder. Because you weren't lifting right? Bad form? We're going to get there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get there. Because at that time, I was not very mindful of what Mm -hmm. I was doing. I was just doing. 
because I, I was doing it for the reason to look mm -hmm. good for vanity, not for durability. For sure. Right. So there's different, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that and I go to the doctor cause I still worked for the nine to five liquor distributor. I still mm -hmm. hadn't switched my life over yet. Okay. So I go to the doctor, the doctor, I go and he tells me, well, you know, we can give you a cortisone shot and you know, that should be fine. So of course I'm like, okay, let's get the cortisone shot. Boom. I get it. <laughs> Two, three days later, pain goes away. I go back to doing exactly what I was doing before mm. because I was looking good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I don't want to stop. For sure. You know, I'm riding the momentum. And then a few weeks after that, my left shoulder decided to say like, hey, well, you know, now it's my turn. Oh, and I yeah. was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Something's I go back to the doctor. And what did the doctor tell me? Let's give you a cortisone on that mm. side. But then he tells me after that, if you come back again, we're going to have to go in and see what's going on. And at that point, I was like, well, I don't you really know what's going on any inside. going in. You know? <laughs> like, I don't want any going in. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be a way to figure this out. There's got to be a way. There's people who get injured, like athletes, right? Mm -hmm. Athletes get injured all the time. And yeah, sometimes they have to have surgery, but sometimes they don't. So mm -hmm. what is it that they're doing? So I did what all of us do. And I went to Dr. Google. Nice. <laughs> right? <laughs> the thing with Dr. Google is doc Dr. Google is full of information. Mm -hmm. Now, the issue is when you don't know what you're reading, that information could be good information. It could mm -hmm. be bad information. It could be misinformation. It could be in just informing something you already believe. Yeah. And it, that's not right. Yeah, like, it's that's, just yeah. information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have the vocabulary that I, I needed to understand you. Mm -hmm. But I kept slogging through like, you know, how do you fix a shoulder without surgery? How do athletes, you know, come back from injury without surgery? Just started reading, 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 reading. And it took me a year and a half but I was able to fix my shoulder. Now, the light bulb moment that brought it all together for mm -hmm. me was, you know, a couple of months after starting that journey of trying to heal my shoulder, I came across an article that put it all together. That was just like all the puzzle pieces fell mm -hmm. together and the light bulb turned on. And right I was timing, like, right. Everything is I perfect. Got it. <laughs> and that article was named the joint by joint approach to training by a coach named Michael Boyle, who's out of Boston. Okay. A little background on Michael Boyle. He was the coach of the Boston University of Boston when they won a national title. He was the coach for the Boston Bruins when they won a few Stanley Cups. He was the coach for the Red Sox when they won. Okay, some, so he's obviously doing something. So he knows some things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I've actually been to his gym and been to that area and, you know, met him just to mm -hmm. be like, whoa, you know, I went to a seminar. Nice, that's all cool. All that fun stuff. So that article finally put it together, joint by joint approach to training. Mm -hmm. And the main idea of that article is that if you would like to have a durable body, you do not train muscle groups and muscle pieces. Mm -hmm. You train for joint integrity. Okay. Right? So obviously my joint was not having integrity with that pain that it was mm -hmm. having. So what I figured out after that was because I was working those vanity muscles so much, I was working too much of my front muscles, mm. not enough of my back muscles. And Couldn't we, really support it. And we, but we're creatures of adaptation, mm -hmm. right? So what ended up happening because I was only working the front is the front got really tight the back was not strong enough to pull back to keep mm. me centered. So my AC joint got out of place and eventually my clavicle, every time I lift up, it was so out of place that it pushes down Yeah, yeah. because there was no space for it to go anywhere else. So once I figured that out, I was like, okay, so I know that I can't bench mm -hmm. press. I can't overhead press for now. So I just did a lot of stretching of the front, did a lot of strengthening of the back until mm -hmm. eventually, again, it took me a year and a half, but I was able to move my shoulders, no pain, 
And nice. I was like, ah, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So then at that point, the light bulb turned on again. And I was like, well, now I need to learn about every single joint because I know so many people in the world that have knee pain and hip pain mm-hmm. and shoulder pain and back pain. And it's like, if I can figure these things out, I can provide value to people. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided to switch to becoming a personal trainer and begin yeah, yeah. Sweat Nation. <laughs> Sweet. And you've, you've been doing it for a decade now. A decade now. That's uh, a great achievement. Yeah. Most businesses, <laughs> you know, fell yeah. in the first five years and then like nine out of ten after the, that, the next five years. Yeah. So congrats on that. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. It's, it's definitely been a... It's it's a, a labor of love for sure. For sure, yeah, yeah. You obviously love it, and I, I'm picking up a, a, a like your personality is you see something and you go for it. Yeah. Uh, you went to go see the guy in the book. Yeah. You you uh, you saw you saw you wanted to fix your body and you fixed your body. So that's that's like a personality trait that's that's an awesome thing to have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what do you yeah. think uh, really drives that? Uh, it's a practice, but I'm going to take that practice back to the decision to mountain bike. Okay. That again, at that point, I did not know that that decision would be the catalyst to making me who I am today. And the mm-hmm. reason I say that is because now today I really practice trying to be a mindful person, yes. trying to be a person that's in this moment because I understand now that the only guarantee is this mm-hmm. moment. For sure, yeah. <laughs> so you and me here is the only thing that I know for sure. And even then, if you ask Elon Musk, he might say it's a simulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for you know, sure. You know, I can't control If it's that. a simulation, it still feels real. So. It still feels real <laughs> and, it, and it's happening right here, right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, now I'm a holistic health coach, which is more layers than a personal okay. trainer because I've added all these other things that I've learned. But that choice to mountain bike back then was the beginning of being mindful and present because Mm -hmm. when you mountain bike you have to be mindful and present because if you let your mind start to wander what's going to happen is you're going to wander into a tree a rock rock, (laughs) or some some something uncomfortable yes (laughs) so a mountain lion (laughs) there's actually a video yeah yeah it's it's circulating yeah yeah (laughs) that cougar was that a cougar yeah okay the cougar running after a guy when he was running yeah well you know of all the animals out there like bears are big but I have bear spray in my little hiking pack. So yeah, yeah. I think. But of all the animals that I would be like, hmm, when I don't want to cross, it's cougar. Is a big cat. Yeah, because they play with their food too. Well, they're agile <laughs> and they're fast and. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, you're not even gonna see them coming. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna be, you know, we're getting ready to pounce. And yeah, boom. yeah. Boom! <laughs> they're so For fast sure. that. You so see that, how I was wave, weaving through the trees at the at the beginning? Yeah. And then it popped out. Yeah, and then just. And then it was in like full like. Uh, so I'm wondering yeah. if there was some cubs or something because it didn't seem like yeah, it yeah. wanted to eat this person. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like it wanted them to go away. Like that's kind of what the narrative is. I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, with what was going on, I think there was cubs. At the beginning, you could see a little cub. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, that's the mom saying, "Hey, get away." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need our privacy. And so, yeah. she wanted to ensure that he was going to stay away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting experience for that guy. Yeah, we should yeah. have him on and see what, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. his experience was like. Out in U- Utah, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so mountain biking, the beginning of mindfulness. And, yeah, that choice is, again, what brought me to who I am today. Because over time, I've kept practicing becoming more mindful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that would have ever happened if I didn't unknowingly practice mindfulness back then Mm, yeah for sure Uh, so what does your uh, mindfulness practice look like today well you know i meditate (laughs) and i just literally try to be in the moment with the person that Mm -hmm. i'm with so when i'm with somebody say i'm gonna do a one-on-one i again i don't try to have my phone out i i want to be with the person yes and that has actually been one of the obstacles towards me 
growing my company more because I practice trying to stay away from my phone. <laughs> okay, yeah, right? yeah. And the phone is a very powerful tool. <laughs> and it's tool. a very powerful <laughs> tool. So my goal is that I need to get enough clients that I provide value to so that I can outsource anything that has to do with the screen. Nice. Because I am not the screen person. You don't like the screen? You, you don't like movies? I don't have a television. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't have a television, but I have a bookcase. So when okay. people come to our house and they're like, oh, where's your TV? I say, look, there's plenty of Netflix series right there. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Some <laughs> of them are adapted already. You know, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, use your imagination. Yeah, for you know, sure. Practice using this thing because this <laughs> is the thing that we need to practice using. For sure. You know. Well, I, I think I've, I've got a very strong imagination, mm -hmm. but I also love uh, movies. Yeah, <laughs> and I can understand how, you know, mm -hmm. movies are amazing. And that's my problem. I get so many people that are like, oh, well, there's this series on Netflix that would be amazing that's about mindfulness and about this. Mm. And then it's like, yes, but I have to sit down and watch that. And that's going to take 10 hours of my life For where sure. I could be with a person mm -hmm. practicing mindfulness. I can be mountain biking, practicing mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I could be doing jujitsu, practicing yes. mindfulness. <laughs> I could be doing so many other things that actually connect me with people mm -hmm. where this screen I find is a disconnect mm -hmm. from people. Which is interesting because it's designed to connect people. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like <laughs> but video be, games, yeah. for sure. Like my son, I have a 20-year-old son, 18-year-old daughter. Okay. <laughs> and my son is definitely a gamer. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I can see... There's a real connection yeah. that he's having. Well, the rest of my, like my brother, my cousins and all that, they all have like a family, mm -hmm. PlayStation, whatever it is that they're playing. And they interact and talk mm -hmm. with each other and they communicate. So I can see that there is communication mm -hmm. that's just not the type of communication i've chosen to lead for with. sure for sure mm -hmm. do you uh journal at all i journal okay nice i've been uh, trying to get into that uh, so so with the journal mm -hmm. what does that look like for you is there certain questions you ask yourself or is it just free thought uh, it's at this point it's free thought okay now when i began the journaling trying to build the skill mm -hmm. i got myself a journal that had prompts okay because when you're building a skill you want as much help yes. as possible mm -hmm. but once you do that for you know that journal lasted maybe three months and i bought two of them so six months after six months of building a habit mm -hmm. at that point it came you can, natural you can let your brain say okay well what's actually on your thoughts today mm -hmm. and just because i've had some, some struggles with journaling with mm -hmm. uh a, i'll think that i want to just write my thoughts out and i just can't it's like what's going on here why can i only like put out a sentence mm -hmm. and my, i guess meditation helps for that helps with that too <laughs> well the thing is it's a practice yeah right? it is it's yes. a practice mm -hmm. and the more you practice it and you start to realize like ask yourself why is this block happening mm. and start writing yeah right why and why is this block <laughs> happening and for the sure. more you do that the more you practice overcoming the blocks mm -hmm. until it becomes more of a flow yeah yeah mm -hmm. so jujitsu that's cool that that you do that as well uh, I think I've seen on your website you also teach that as well. I am teaching it here in Colorado Springs. Okay, yes. cool. And I've that's been a, that's a new tested. thing. That's okay, a new <laughs> thing completely that the universe has just said here, try this. Yeah, because <laughs> I did not expect it at all. But okay. the, the way that that came about is that in Miami I go to I would go to this school called the Valente Brothers. Okay, and I don't know how many people out there know like the history of jujitsu, but jujitsu comes from Japan, yeah. and it was the art of the samurai. And what ended up happening is that during the beginning of the 20th century, like early 1900s, mm -hmm. the, the samurai culture and that culture that came with it was becoming out of favor in Japan, mm. right? Like they were shunning all of that. Like we don't want nothing to do with that anymore. We want to become more modern, more all this mm -hmm. stuff. Baseball, <laughs> just kidding. which they are pretty good yeah, at yeah. the Japanese. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know that that was a big thing. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs>
So because of that, there was a group of people that realized, like, if we keep our art here in Japan, we're going to lose it mm. because nobody is interested in learning it here. So what they did is they started to travel all around the world to find people to teach in other Kind of like uh, jujitsu missionaries. Uh, jujitsu missionaries, <laughs> okay. basically. And, and if you've seen that movie with Tom Cruise, like The Last Samurai, mm -hmm. it has a little bit to do with all of this type okay. of stuff. So if you like movies. I do, yes. <laughs> My brother watched that movie on repeat when I was in uh, middle school. <laughs> you see? Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, again, it has a lot of the little foundational pieces of this story that I'm telling. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is a few guys from Japan ended up in Brazil. Okay. And, you know, now... Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. You think of Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu, you think of the Gracies, you think of all that. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is that those guys, those Japanese guys, ended up teaching the brothers, Carlos and Elio Gracie. Okay. More Carlos first, because Elio was supposedly a sickly person growing up. Mm -hmm. He was not very strong. He was kind of just, you know, he was sickly. Mm -hmm. And he would watch his brother teach the classes. He would just watch and watch and watch for okay. who knows how many months. And just then downloading. Yeah, just <laughs> observing. Mm -hmm. And one day his brother's like, oh, I, I can't teach today because I have this other thing I'm doing. And Elio said, well, you know, let me teach. And he taught. And from that day, all the students said, we want Elio to teach us. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and Elio's the guy that was just watching? He was the guy who was just watching okay. first, the sickly one. And he basically, what he did is he added a new not a new layer but another layer on top of jujitsu where the whole concept is you don't need to be the strong one you can be the sickly one mm. and still overcome yeah and you know this guy was 140 50 pounds soaking wet not a very imposing figure at all yeah yeah just <laughs> kicking everybody's butt left and right front yeah. and like challenging everybody saying you know what i i don't i don't want to talk about if your martial art is better than mine action speaks mm, louder than words for sure and what ended up happening is this skinny guy ended up beating so many people that people were like whoa whoa whoa, what's going on here mm -hmm. <laughs> right and the way that he taught jujitsu was for self-defense mm -hmm. so these guys learned directly from him oh nice like they are <laughs> one of the handful of people that literally got their diploma from that's what's up Elio gracie <laughs> himself <Okay. laughs> and they lead with jujitsu as self-defense mm -hmm. where most schools that i've gone to in miami and in here in colorado springs lead with the sport of brazilian jujitsu the sport not the defense not the defense okay. so the big difference is and again both of them are amazing there's a mindset to, to it yeah. well yeah <laughs> well the thing is when you are learning a sport you're learning something under a specific uh, under specific rules and guidelines, mm. right? Because you are doing it to compete mm -hmm. and in competition. Standardization. Yeah, there's always rules and guidelines. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what is the rule on the street? There's none. <laughs> so which foundation would you prefer to have? Probably the self-defense one for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, it also depends on your goal. Yeah, you know? it so. depends <laughs> on your goal. But I've seen... Because remember, you 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 default to your practice, mm -hmm. right? They say you fail to the level of your preparation. Mm. I've seen videos on YouTube of like breakdowns of jujitsu fights on, that happen on the street where it's people that are doing the sport of jujitsu. And because in the sport of jujitsu, their practice is like you can turn around and give them your back because they're not allowed to hit you in the back of the head. They'll do something like that in the street because that's their practice and, and get their head bashed in. Oh, dang, <laughs> yeah, because they have that muscle memory yes, for that. And it's because just that's what they've learned. Yeah. And, yeah. Where that's these scary. guys yeah. will tell you never, ever, ever. 
yeah. should you turn your back on anybody <laughs> because yeah, yeah. you can't hit anybody from there's, you can't grab you can't do anything from behind there's no hacking there's <laughs> there's no nothing yeah <laughs> so as i've explored a few jiu-jitsu schools here in colorado springs most of them are leading with the sport of jiu-jitsu which i do not mm. care to have as my foundation if i want to so do think that you later can, you can stand out as as something that provides something different than everyone yes else. so uh, do you know Samantha Sargent? Yes, from so One Million Cubs. Some, yes, from One Million Cubs. So Samantha Sargent has, you know, she's a Taekwondo girl who's been doing it for 13 <laughs> years. And she said that she would like to learn this. And, okay. you know, she's got a space that she's in charge of at the edge of downtown. That's kind of on, I think it's Boulder and Nevada. Okay. And she's like, you know, why don't you start teaching me? I'll let you use this space. And so cool. She's allowing me to develop the system mm -hmm. of leading with self-defense first and foremost and teaching people that way. That's cool. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, but I could assume that if you learn the self-defense approach, you might even excel in the sports arena. If, if eventually. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, if something were to happen to you on the street, 90% of the time, the person that is attacking you does not have any technique. They're just attacking you because yeah. they have ego and they're Anger, angry and yeah. they're coming. Yeah, yeah. So this type of jujitsu is meant for that person mm -hmm. now 10 percent of the people know how to fight now you're fighting people who know mm. how to fight that's a different yeah yeah that's a different <laughs> level sure. so the foundation again should be to prepare you for what's probable out in the streets yes and what's probable out in the street is the person's not going to know how to fight mm -hmm. and it's probably going to go to the ground and if you don't know what to do on the ground yeah something bad could happen to you for sure if you do it's over before it even starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally over before it even Joe, starts. Joe uh, Rogan, he puts it as, uh, which he's like, does yeah. practice jujitsu like all eighth, the time. <laughs> eighth, you know, whatever. Yeah, he, he, he basically says the ground is your weapon when, you're jiu in jiu when you do jujitsu. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is that the ground really is there for you at that point mm -hmm. because most people don't know what to do on the ground. Mm -hmm. And what are most people going to do on the ground? They're going to try to either pin you down or punch you or choke you. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, do all of those things. Because with all of those things, you need to put out an appendage. Mm. And when you put out that appendage, and I'm force. going to use it. Yeah. And I'm going to use it because you're actually giving it to me. You're giving it to me. So I'm going to take the energy mm. of you giving it to me and use it to, yeah, yeah. To, as, to go back to our point, we are going to change the integrity of the joint. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> to, for our benefit. Yes. <laughs> so the person will either have to stop or mm -hmm. their joint's going to break. One or the other. Yeah, most people will stop before the joint breaks. <laughs> well, that's what you want to do. You, if you are a a person that's dealing with maturity and all mm -hmm. that stuff, number one, you would not look for that. Yeah, yeah. It would have to come to you, and mm -hmm. at least you know what to do. You would be able to understand your anger and understand well, that. <laughs> you wouldn't be leading with anger. Yeah, yeah. You would not be leading. You would be, from the very beginning, what you would probably be doing, or what I would do is say, dude, this is not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Please, let's walk away. For sure. Now, if they keep coming, okay, you're you, coming. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> then you have to do what you have to do. But you would always lead with diffusion. Like, let's not sure. do this. This is not. And then once they throw that appendage, which mm -hmm. is coming, <laughs> yeah, you grab it, you do whatever you have to do. And then I'm sure you're going to have them in a position where it's like, do you want me to continue to do this or do you want to stop now? Yeah. <laughs> and if they keep going... Okay. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but I, I, I asked you twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gave you two chances. Yes. The third one was your strikeout. <laughs> for sure. Mm -hmm. So, so what do you... Yeah, having that as a foundation really just helps 
as a holistic health coach, mm-hmm. I see how much confidence it puts into people's foundation of who they are. Mm-hmm. And to take that through life is just an amazing thing to take with you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it started out with the exercise and then that led to uh, better nutrition. That was the second step. Yes. <laughs> so as I started to work with people, and I told you before, I came from working out with my stepfather in the gym and he's mm-hmm. the bodybuilder type and bodybuilders tell you eat six times a day, eat protein, eat mm. you know brown rice and broccoli. And if you eat that way, you'll be fine. Yeah. And what I realized after I started working with actual people is yeah. that people don't want to do that. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so after about two years after starting Sweat Nation, I got a, a nutrition certification from a company called Precision Nutrition. Nice. And, uh, the best part about precision nutrition is yes, they taught you about nutrition, but more importantly, they taught you about habit formation. Oh yes. That's what it really was about. Okay. It's about habit formation in the context. Yeah. Cause you can know nutrition. all the information you can know. I need to do all this. And it's, that's where I struggle actually is yeah. I don't do that though. I've studied, I spent so many hours uh, trying to figure out what I need to do. And I still feel confused. Yeah. It's because I guess where you're saying the Dr. Google, it's so much information. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I got to hit that real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you, when you see me looking over, it's because I'm Yeah. You're tired. making sure everything is uh, yeah, yeah. running the way it's supposed to. Once I get a, a, a producer or whatever, I don't know what they call him, but yeah. someone well, to help. Once you get Jamie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking of just being a savant and just being my own Jamie. <laughs> the thing is that I'm going to tell you this, and I know you know this intuitively. Mm-hmm. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so you can try to do it all, but that's mm-hmm. not going to work. For sure. <laughs> yes, especially because I'm trying to run a company yeah, as well. You're going to get here yeah. really quick. I have a couple of times. <laughs> then you can't you can't grow from here. Yeah, no, You can drown sure. from there. You, <laughs> yeah. can't, you can't grow from there. Yes. So teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> so, so now that I have a, a couple ad deals coming in from yeah. doing that video, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I, the goal was. You know, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. Uh, get some money flowing in so mm-hmm. that I could, you know, pay for the overhead and then hire out yeah. uh, uh, an editor. Uh, yeah, I feel you. I feel like <laughs> I'm in the same boat trying to figure out how I'm going to bring <laughs> enough in that I can, you know, provide somebody with some sort of work to help them out as well. For sure. As for long sure. as they can give the value back. Yeah, 100%. It's it's energy. You yeah. know? <laughs> it's the first law of thermodynamics. Yes. <laughs> energy cannot be created, destroyed. It can only move from one yes. manifestation to another. That's what it, that's what it does. <laughs> that's what it does. It's always there. Yes. <laughs> so to go back to your nutrition, precision nutrition, habit formation, and you were saying that you were confused. Mm-hmm. And I hear that a lot from people. And the the approach that I take with people is what are you willing to try? Mm-hmm. You know, I um, I used to be, and when I first got into this, very about, well, it's calories in and calories out. And, you know, that's all that matters. And mm-hmm. as I've learned, <laughs> I've realized there's many ways up the mountain. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there's many ways up the mountain. And because of that, what I have chosen to do for myself is travel every way up the mountain. So myself, Mm. I've done paleo, I've done vegan, I've done vegetarian, I've done keto, I've done uh, GAPS diet, I've Mm -hmm. done autoimmune protocol, I've done... That's good. Whatever is out there, the only one I haven't tried, and it's because it's a newer one, is the carnivore diet. Yes. (laughs) But it's on my to-do list. (laughs) I tried that, but I failed even at that one. (laughs) What is is fail? Uh, A a few days in. But a few days in is, is not long enough. No. But... You did try something for a few days. Yeah, true so that. <laughs> it's something. You did experiment with something. Mm-hmm. So when I do something and when I work with clients, I always give an end date. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we're going to do this 
and here's the end date. Okay. So, because a lot of people, when they get into something, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to get on this diet. But it's that's it. It's just vague. I'm mm -hmm. going to get on this diet. What does that mean? Where I tell people, look, from October 1st to October 31st, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And after that, we're going to celebrate that we did it. Mm -hmm. And we can, you're going to eat whatever you want. Be happy that you actually accomplished something. For sure. But in the meantime, we're going to run a science experiment. And that's the way I like to... Mm -hmm. to explain it to people that this is a science experiment we don't know how it's going to come out until we do it mm -hmm. right and that automatically opens up your curiosity and that automatically makes it think like oh this is not just something i have to do indefinitely it's okay from here to here i'm doing this and these these yeah, are the, yeah. these are the guidelines these are the the sportive jujitsu guidelines for the nutrition that we're talking about. One thing right? I haven't tried is is an accountability person, a coach, yeah. kind of what you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's one thing that I haven't tried, and I think it could be beneficial. I know that, that people can do it without a coach. Yeah, but, uh, but it takes building the habit. It's for sure, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes to build a habit, you need help. Mm -hmm. It's hard to just rip a Band-Aid off and be like, that's it, I'm going to... Yeah, yeah. How many people <laughs> do you know like that? Uh, well, not many, and there's it's very it's very rare, I guess, the yeah. people that can do that. Like David Goggins, he's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jocko Willingo. Yeah, know, but those guys have developed that habit now mm -hmm. over a long period of time. So I have an example of a client that I used to work with. It's another client that was out of Boston. Okay, and she would come to Florida for the winters because you know Boston nice. winters are are cold, <laughs> and. Uh, just a little background on her. Her and her husband were part owners of the Florida Panthers hockey team. Okay. So money, it's not really an issue. For sure. So think <laughs> about this person where money is not an issue, but she still had an autoimmune issue going on where she had eczema, which mm -hmm. is like skin condition, kind of itchy, red, flaky skin. Yeah, yeah. And she lives in Boston, which is a medical mecca. So medical mecca, tons of money. Why can't I get this thing figured out? Yeah, right? for sure. And she did. She went to Boston. She got potions and creams and lotions and pills. And it kind of would do some mm -hmm. stuff, but it kind of never went away. It was mm. always underlying. And when I was doing my nutrition certification, I was like, look, I'm reading about this, this protocol. I don't know if it's going to work for you, but what we can do, let's pick a 30-day mm -hmm. block and we'll do it together. Because yeah. I've never done it. So I want to try it. Nice. I want to see what happens. <laughs> so for her... We chose the 30 days and what ended up happening for her was she lost 16 pounds and the eczema was gone. Okay. Now we, there was no calories in calories out. There was, what was the diet? That was the autoimmune protocol. Okay. Right. Which is basically eating things. It's, it's a strict mm -hmm. diet, but I don't like to point that out. Okay. What I like to point out to people is what they can do, mm -hmm. not what they can't do. Mm -hmm. So what I told her was like, look, I got all these recipes, literally like 30 recipes I found. Okay. And I was like, I'll make some, you make some, we'll, you know, we'll switch so that we can help each mm -hmm. other out. And don't worry about what you can't do. Just this is what you can do here. Mm -hmm. Do these things. For sure. And that's what we did. And again, eggs and magan. Now, the autoimmune protocol is basically like a, an elimination diet where you're eating very basic things. Mm -hmm. And then after those 30 days, you start adding things back. And okay. a few of the things that would make her flare up again were tomatoes. Oh, so it helps you pick, figure out which things are really inflaming, inflaming so you. So for her, mm -hmm. tomatoes was one of those things. Interesting. Wine was one of those things. Okay. Bread was one of those things. Okay. Right? So It's not like that for everyone, though? I, it's not like that for everyone. Okay. Everybody is a different experiment. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody is a different 
But in saying that, you also need to remember we are more alike than we are not. Mm, you know? Yes. Like we all like to tout on all our differences, but literally we are still more, we are still creatures of physics mm -hmm. and biology. And yeah. that doesn't really change. So the doses in those things may change from individual to individual, but the ingredients mm -hmm. still kind of are the ingredients. You know? For sure. So, but she learned, okay, if I eat tomatoes, if I eat pasta, I know that I'm going to have some, something happen. So I would tell her, you know, now that you know that, if you're going to eat those things, make sure that you're not going to give yourself something else that is going to cause your immune system to overwork until yeah. it's done with that. Additive. And effects. yeah, no, no compounds. Don't let it compound. If yeah. you know you want a glass of wine, uh, you know, whatever you want to go out with your girlfriends, have, have it, but know to give your body the time to mm -hmm. figure it out before you hammer it with something else again. Yes. <laughs> and that's the world we live in. We live mm -hmm. in a world where people are just hammering themselves with things that their bodies are telling them, I don't want this, which is how you end up in a state of dis-ease, mm -hmm. which if you think about this country, we live in a country where more people are overweight and sick than starving. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we are not... Which is, if you think about it, just as bad, if not worse. You know, probably just as bad, but yeah. <laughs> well, the thing with the starving is that now you come in with the people who say fasting is healthy, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> where, you know, fasting does seem to have a lot of health mm -hmm. benefits because because of biology. Mm -hmm. So say you have some sort of disease like eczema. If you fast, it'll go away. Why? Because if you're not feeding yourself, you're not feeding that thing. Either. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> if you can outlast that thing, <laughs> it'll go away and then you can, you know, feed yourself again and you'll be fine. Yeah. So I start every single year with a three to five day fast for the past four years now. Nice. You know, and I see so much, the thing is that I see so much divisiveness in the nutrition world. Mm. But what I don't see are people experimenting on themselves. Yeah. It's like, forget what the research says, because the research says everything. So yes, read the research, mm -hmm. learn whatever. But until you experiment and see how your body decides it's going to respond to this, you're just looking at words on a page. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you can't read about push-ups. You, I mean, if you want to get the abs, yeah, you, know, you got, you got to do. Yeah. And what you figure out when you do is you get experience and you learn and you, you start to learn, well, you know, when I did this type of protocol, I had this effect. So if your body starts to say, oh, well, you know, I'm not feeling so good in this area, you know, okay, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I like to plant seeds for with people is that the body is dynamic. Something that works for you now may not work for you forever mm -hmm. because once your body says, I've had enough of that. So a good example it of that. It also builds tolerances, builds balances. Yeah. And yeah. So a good example of that would be something like either the carnivore or vegan diet. Mm -hmm. So say you go vegan and you have these amazing health benefits in the first year of being vegan, but then you become dogmatic about it. You're like, oh, vegan worked for me, so it's got to work for everybody, mm. and it's the only thing that works. And it's like, well, it worked for you, but let's see where you are two, three years down the line because maybe your body's like, you know, I've had enough of this. I want something else. Yeah. And if you don't listen, which happens to a lot of vegans, mm -hmm. <laughs> is yeah. you end up in a state of a different dis-ease. Mm -hmm. And I love to break that word up because I, yeah, it's dis-ease. It's yeah, like it's your really body cool. <laughs> is not happy mm -hmm. with doing this anymore. It wants something else. But because your ego's in the way, mm -hmm. you're not listening. And the only thing that's going to happen there is that the discomfort is going to just keep getting louder over time. 
Mm. Until one day you're like, but I thought vegan was the best thing in the world. And it was like, it was for mm -hmm. a moment, but that moment has passed and you don't want to listen to the new moment. For you don't sure. want to live yeah. in the present. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's another thing that I, I try to tell people just because something works mm -hmm. now doesn't mean it's going to work forever. We're dynamic. Mm -hmm. We are not static. You got to listen so, to your body because uh, some people may be able to go 20 years on vegan. Yeah, and they maybe. Have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of that also comes down to your genetic lineage. Mm. You know, say... Yes. Your genetic lineage comes from the north, you know, Scandinavian, mm -hmm. Russian, Eskimo. You are probably going to have a genetic disposition to eating more fat and protein mm -hmm. because that's the only thing that are in those areas. Yeah, right? exactly. Where if you come from a more equatorial region of the world, you can probably eat more vegetables because mm -hmm. in the middle of the earth, there's lots of vegetables and to eat hundreds, all year round. For hundreds and thousands of years, uh, mm -hmm. your ancestors exactly. have been adapting to exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> so I... I you know, I see so many people take <laughs> dogmatic religious stances on nutrition and it's just like, mm, you just, you're not, you're not getting it. You're mm -hmm. not going to help people if you're narrow minded. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I need is just like someone, someone to accountability. Mm -hmm. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> because I we, keep... we can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> so uh, what do you think have been some of your biggest challenges with, with this business? Consistent clients over a long period of time. And okay. I have consistent clients. I still have a, a handful of clients from Miami that are still training with me virtually in our post-COVID nice. world. So <laughs> I have some, but I've lost a lot over time too because okay. of whatever circumstances they move away or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be. So just trying to keep people in the Sweat Nation mm -hmm. world and keep providing enough value that I continue mm -hmm. to stay top of mind. So your goal is 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 long-term relationships with every client you have. Long-term relationships. Nice. And the thing is that another goal of mine is that when I have a client, I tell them right from the beginning, my goal for you is to not even have you need me anymore. Mm. Yeah, I want you sure. to learn so much that we can brainstorm, we can know, but I don't want you to have to need me unless that's what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, some people want their hand held forever. For sure. Yeah. Some people... <laughs> If, you know, in the beginning, like you're saying, it's overwhelming, but if I can give you that foundation and you can take it with you and I teach you how to fish, yeah, then, then we can be partners and we can brainstorm forever. For sure. And you're going to tell people, oh, you know, this guy really helped me, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it's not my goal to, to, to keep information away so that it's like, no, you need me. Mm -hmm. no, but I you're also always that. learning new things. Yes. There's and a, testing there's, new things. There's an infinity <laughs> amount of things to yes. learn. So that's, <laughs> you're never going to, you're yeah, never yeah. going to stop. For sure. And, uh, yeah, you're a few steps ahead of a, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been doing, I've been yeah. experimenting. So I have, I have the knowledge and I have the openness to realize just because it worked this way for me mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's going to work this way for you, but at least we can try it. So that's what I'm always telling. Everything is an experiment. Mm -hmm. Everything is a science project. Yes. To see how your body responds, because mm -hmm. I know how mine responded when I did it, but how's yours going to respond? For sure. The only way we're going to find out. Yeah. to do is to take action <laughs> yes and then we'll see then we'll see we can you know get your journal write things out how are you feeling how is mm -hmm. this how is that are you losing weight are you feeling the way you want to feel if you're not then we need to take that puzzle piece out and put another one in yeah but it is a puzzle which is why i started the whole yes. thing with i'm the person you come to when you want to put the puzzle together yes and find the pieces <laughs> yeah and it's a dynamic puzzle mm -hmm. it's not a puzzle that stays still no yeah it's moving <laughs> 
Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. you got to keep keep finding the pieces. You got to <laughs> keep finding new pieces. And yeah. a piece that worked before might no, now that piece doesn't fit there. And yeah. Gotta find like the plates on uh, the earth. Uh-huh. They yeah, constantly they are, are shifting and changing. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Over time as well. So it's like, yeah. it's a good metaphor. <laughs> well, there is. So in you saying that, it makes me think of a conversation I had the other day where we were talking about the concept of stillness, mm-hmm. right? When you get into meditation, when you get into all these things, there's this concept of being still. Mm-hmm. And I understand what they kind of mean by that. But from my perspective, there is no such thing as actual stillness. Mm. Because we can sit here and meditate in this room for an hour. But when we move out of this room, the whole world around us moved. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we moved, <laughs> Yeah, and, and like what's cool is like the sun's not even still. It's moving yeah, no. at thousands of miles yeah. an hour through, through oh. the through the galaxy. Through the, uh-huh. <laughs> that, that was the first time. Usually the guests are the ones that hit the microphones. <laughs> but yeah, you're yeah. right. So there's that. There's The earth is moving. The sun is moving. The wind is moving. Everything is moving. There's mm-hmm. nothing that stays static But is anywhere. it is it mental stillness, though, is what yes. they're referring to. So and that's, I get their concept, but then people take that concept and they try to take it too far. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, no, that is for that moment of just you being still and observing the moment. Yes, yes. But everything is in constant motion all the time, never stops, Mm -hmm. never will stop. Yeah. (laughs) There's no still. Yeah, for sure. But it is peaceful. Yes, (laughs) yes. So again, I get what they Mm -hmm. are trying to say, but I, I just try to put that little dose of reality into it. Yeah, for sure. You know, because a lot of people, they they let their imaginations take them, which is fine. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Use your imagination as much as possible, but also ground yourself in what is reality. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of imagination, Mm -hmm. what is your vision with with Sweat Nation? Do you want it to be like a franchise? Do you want it to affect thousands of people or just... I would like I would like to again build a team. I would like to build a team where I can give some of this knowledge to other people and have them, you know, keep perpetuating that knowledge forward because I do have a vision. Mm -hmm. And this is not a vision so much for Sweat Nation, but my vision for the world is if we think about the United States post World War Two, or not post World War Two, during World War Two. This whole country stopped everything it was doing mm. to win that war. Stillness. <laughs> right? They stopped everything. It's like if you built cars, no, now you built tanks. If you built it, mm. everything completely stopped. People recycled so that they can build more. Like everything mobilized to focus to win this war. Mm-hmm. Right? So in my vision, I feel that we need that same effort, not from only the United States, but from the whole world. Mm-hmm. Because the problems that we have set for ourselves yes. are going to take people being the best of themselves. So you want to win the war on health. So I want to win the war on wellness. Wellness, Because okay. the, the more well we are, the less we're going to have to worry about anxiety, depression, mm. all the things that hold us back. Mm-hmm. And we can actually focus on the things that we need to figure out. Because if we don't figure it out, there's not going to be a place to be anxious and depressed in. <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> no exactly so you know we get caught up in all these things and it's like okay all these stories that we're telling ourselves what are they going to matter when we're not here anymore mm-hmm. for sure so i want people to be their best selves and if i can help plant I like seeds that. for people to be the best selves that they can be it's going to help create just a better place yeah for, for everybody. sure everybody
Nice. So that's my vision for that. That's awesome. So, so is there anything specific today that you'd like to promote? I know you have a podcast. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's actually a few things. Okay. So if I can tap on the shoulder of the community, there's an event that I'm trying to put together here in Colorado Springs called Nerd Night. And if you look okay. at my little folder here, I don't know if we can you see You had one it in there. Miami. There was, there, there's one in Miami. I did not have one in Miami. Okay. But Nerd Night is, a, is, a, is a, an event that they do all over the world in most big cities in the world. Okay. And I'm trying to bring it here to Colorado Springs. Okay. Now, I've been talking to a venue. They've been dragging their feet. So now I need to talk to some more venues. Yes. So I'm trying <laughs> to find what are some good venues that would like to have maybe mm. 100 to 200 people show up. And it's basically, for all intents and purposes, like TED Talks in a social environment. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's basically what I'm trying to create here. Okay, so that. it's like Million Cups, but uh, with... It's uh, like drinks. More, more like TED Talks, <laughs> more like TED Talks okay. and drinks because a TED Talk is about 15 minutes, right? Okay, yes, you yes. You know, where a mil one million cups is a six-minute presentation. And then 20 minutes And that's more for entrepreneurs. Yes, this yes. is more like you're going to learn something, but it's uh, going to okay. be fun. It's going to be interesting. I like so that's it. one of the things I'm trying to accomplish. Check here. out, uh, have you heard, heard of Coati yet? I have, they're the ones that have, uh, they started oh, okay. talking to me <laughs> and then all of a sudden they got they a lot got going silent. on right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I, I would love to work with mm -hmm. them, but if you're going to go silent yeah. on me. The colors even match though. That's why I was thinking that. <laughs> well, I, again, I've, and it's spoken, a good space. I've spoken with them. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. space. I love the space. Mm -hmm. It's my number. It's the nice. my first choice <laughs> is them. But again, how long do I need to mm -hmm. keep following up and following up? I know up uh, the brand, uh, the brand manager there, maybe I could reach out to her. Is it Ren? Uh, no. Okay. Well, reach out to whoever you can. Because okay. again, that is my number one space. But I ha I am looking for other spaces. So if anybody out there knows of any other cool spaces, you know, reach out to us and, you know, let us know. And we'll follow up with those spaces and try to bring a, a good sure. event that will bring the community together here in Colorado Springs. I think that'd be that'd be an awesome event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. I actually asked my wife to marry me at the Nerd Night in Miami That's in, awesome. in one of the talks that I did. Yeah. So you have a, a, a deeper connection with Nerd Night. Yes. <laughs> and then the girl who runs Nerd Night in Miami, we were in a mastermind group together and okay. I saw her build it, you know, in Miami mm -hmm. from scratch and... So just uh, a few people yeah. coming to mm -hmm. 10 to yeah. 20, 30, 40, 50. I mean, the, the night that I asked my wife to marry, there was probably 200 people there. Oh, wow. And nobody knew. Yeah. So it was just like. Were nah. you going the million cups when uh, before COVID? Uh, I, I know. Yeah, because it was over 100 people yeah. like mm -hmm. every every Wednesday. <laughs> but see, but that's more of an entrepreneurial thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's different. Thing. It's but a yeah, different yeah, type yeah. of thing. Definitely so that's different. one of the things I'm doing. I'm doing the jujitsu. I'm looking for clients. So if anybody out there, if mm -hmm. any of this message resonated with any of you, you know, just... Uh, yeah contact and let's see what we can do to put your puzzle together <laughs> for sure yeah yeah what's the name of your podcast my, the name of my podcast is called wait wait w-e-y-t w-e so it's, it's an acronym yes okay and you know i chose wait because you know i was a personal trainer so there's weight right mm -hmm. but there's also the way something weighs on you spiritually mm -hmm. emotionally there's like that mm -hmm. weight there's patience Waiting. waiting yeah <laughs> so you know it's it's a very versatile word wait yes I like but in it. this context what wait stands for is what's engaging your thoughts okay and that's <laughs> the main question that i ask everybody on the podcast it's basically the same questions i ask everybody okay but you know not everybody has the same thing yeah. on their thoughts so there's there's a loose structure with the questions i ask okay there's certain questions i hit every time mm -hmm. but uh, i'd like the conversation to veer yeah uh, and go wherever it can <laughs> yeah, yeah let, it, let it flow yes mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> So yeah, um, check out the Wait Podcast. Check, let's let's get this nerd night going. I'd yeah. love to be uh, be a part of that. Yeah, That'd be I would fun. love to have you on yeah. as a speaker. <laughs> that would be that would be my second. 
thing I spoke at. Yeah. So. <laughs> Million Cups is the first one. All right. Awesome. So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, we can wrap it up. Uh, this has been the Colorado Springs Business Podcast here with Flip Awesome Aguilera. Yes. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.